Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald. And this podcast is presented to you by the Plantation SDA Church. And guess who I am along with the world's greatest host? Should I say it? I don't know. It's up to you. Do you want to say it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name's Don. <laughs> Her name's Don. <laughs> welcome welcome back Don. it's always good thank to have you. you always good to be here joe always i do good. appreciate that and remember this is episode 35 yes it is all right all right and guess who we have today i know i can't wait this is this is your first time <laughs> it's this my, is my first time yeah, this is my second <laughs> yeah this guy is a financier i put it like that he's a money man yeah. oh he's a money man yeah he's a money man and as you flash you preacher, this podcast, yeah, <laughs> flash preacher. <laughs> well, we want to welcome our elder James Malone. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Thank you so much. It's so good to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time was really great. Yeah. I'm not sure and about I- this time. We have we've <laughs> added another person this time that I don't know. But, oh my um, goodness, uh, James, but, James, yeah, James, yeah, you, you, you're going, going too. too good. You're going too good. <laughs> You're supposed to be new. <laughs> you're supposed to act like you're new. <laughs> Welcome, brother. Welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, as always, uh, we want to thank our podcast listeners for just taking the time out. Uh, as I tell Don all the time, someone's listening. Mm. Someone's getting the word. Somewhere, somehow, Absolutely. they're getting the word. And we want to thank God for making all this possible. Mm. As always, let's start with a word of prayer. Yes. Lord, we want to thank you for this wonderful day you've given us, this wonderful Sabbath, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for able to listen to the word from our brother Elder. Uh, we thank you for what he's had to say today, Lord. And uh, as we'll discuss in our podcast, Lord, and, and you chose him to, to bring the word to the, to the sheep. So continue to bless us, Lord. Thank you for this podcast and everything else that makes it work for your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Hey, Don, before I finish, I wanted to also let him know that I didn't want to cut them off. I did actually, I did cut them off, but mm-hmm. uh, let them know that they can, uh, any one of the stream live, live casts, whatever they use, medium to get to and uh, contact us in any uh, type of concerns, comments, whatever they may have, mm-hmm. send it to 954-388-8780 via WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Now we can proceed. Yes, we can. The price of prayer. It was very interesting to hear your story of how everywhere you go, you think of numbers. You're always thinking numbers. You're on vacation, you're thinking numbers. <laughs> and I was, I was talking to Khan, I was saying, where does he do that? Why do you do that? When do you remember yourself doing that the first time? Yes. Um, if you hear the dog in the back, I apologize. That's okay. Um, no. <laughs> but so I believe that that started at a pretty young so I grew up where my mom had what was then then called a place in Antigua called English Harbor. And her business was called English Harbor Fruits and Vegetable Market. Mm. And she had this little small business that would provide fruits and vegetables to, 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 the, to the boats there, the yachts there, and mm-hmm. to anybody else that wanted to, to buy it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I just remember being young in there, like I had to be no more than seven, eight. And, you know, we didn't even have a cash register, but Mm -hmm. I would collect the money. Mm -hmm. And then I was somehow always kind of good at math, Mm -hmm. but, and I would be able to count quickly and think about how to know, you know, what, what change someone should get Mm -hmm. at a young age. And I would do that. And then I remember very well when she got, when we got a cash register for the first time, it came in from Miami. I remember the person who went and got it. And I was so excited about going down to the, to the little shop she had to, to use that cash register on a Saturday night. Mm. And so, I, 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 you know, and then I fell in love even more with that. And I, you know, um, just grew up being in the, in the little business, always wanting to be behind the counter, mm-hmm. um, always wanted to be by the cash register mm-hmm. and to, to, to count. And, and it was just fascinating. And I grew up kind of thinking about business from that perspective. That was my training ground. Um, 
you know, I saw what she bought. I would go to the market with her. I saw her bothering with the market people, getting the stuff. Mm. And it's just how I was shaped from that time. So, wow. you know. Um, Amen for us. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's not, It's you know, sometimes it bothers me a little bit because it, I, sometimes you want to turn it off and I have to tell myself, turn it off. But it's just strange, you know, I, I going to places and I'm doing a whole business assessment of that place without knowing anything, like making stuff up in my head. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. You know? No, wow. that's cool, man. That's cool. That's cool. Let's go into your lesson. Actually, you were talking about the Pharisee and the, uh, the, the tax collector. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Luke 18, 14? Mm-hmm. Well, how did that come about uh, into your sermon? So as I said in my sermon, as I was preparing, and so what I think, I think I preached something about the 10 version, and there was a, a, a sermon around buying um, where, you know, he said, buy from me, gold, mm-hmm. tried and fire, things like that. And I was like, buy? Why are you telling us to buy? I mean, we give everything free. Why are we buying? And I dove into that and studied that um, and figured out that, Basically, it's almost not the same sermon, but the same end currency mm-hmm. that I discovered that the currency that God wants us to use in anything we get related to salvation or anything is humility, just to be broken, right? Just to our contrite heart. So when um, I was talking about prayers, like people talk about prayer, prayer, prayer. And of course, I'm being honest and saying that the thought that came to me is like, prayer what does it cost to get prayer right and mm-hmm. i didn't know it actually was going to lead there so i then when i think about prayer i start i i read straight to um second chronicles 7 verse 14 and that's a very popular text a lot yeah. of people preach some of that text mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was kind of thinking you know again pride i want to preach on that text everybody preach on that text so but when i read second chronicles 17 um second chronicles 7 verse 14 the first thing is humble right that's the first thing he's asked to do so it's a prerequisite for anything Mm -hmm. else that Mm -hmm. follows right after you humble seek your face then everything else come after so 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 that then led me to say wait is this going to be found anywhere else so then i started thinking about other passages that really emphasize prayer prayer that god accepted and then a very popular one is the one with the tax collector and so forth in terms of the prayer that was was that made one justified or not. And then I went and then I looked at it and the word humble is in there, what the what the person, what the tax collector did and how he was. Then I dove into that. Then it led me to sackcloth and ashes in the Old Testament, you know, the areas. And I was like, hey, cost of the price that you got to pay to have effective prayer is this because it's biblical and it ties into everywhere else and it's the price that you have to pay what what the, you know when top of the version buying the oil mm-hmm. yeah right what you know you don't need to buy anything for somebody you know and then i realized in realized in my study then it was a contrite heart and humility so all of that ties in okay so you said the indispensable requisite for true prayer Mm. explain that explain that expound on that so it's like you have something that is tied together like you can't have the sun and not have light Mm -hmm. right and you could have something that's shaped like the sun like you could draw a picture of the sun and everything and it's not really the sun Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm has a look like the sun, but it's not giving off any light. Mm. So it is a fake picture of the sun, a mm. fake sun, mm. right? But the real sun, no matter what happens, gives off light. Right. The same thing with where prayer cannot be separated, true, real prayer cannot be separated from humility. Mm. Um, it's essential to it because the whole act of prayer is already a submiss done true, right? 
Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned about praying, like you're trying to manipulate prayer, party, mm-hmm. but the true real prayer, as you saw with the tax collector, is, is an act of humility in of, of itself, where you submit and say, I submit to someone who, you know, who, who is higher, I bend my knees. The posture that we take in prayer is, is in its very essence, an act of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, true prayer is essential. It's, it's a requisite. It's, 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 it can't be separated. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. Do you think that, um, let's make it more practical. Do you think that while we're in church as Christians, that um, we will pray and not even realize that we're not being humble. We're just putting forward our prayers because we know this is what we have to do. This is the routine of how we're supposed to do it. Do you think it's ever possible that when we are praying, we don't have a spirit of humility? It's very common. Mm. It's common. Mm. And chief of sinners is talking with you right now. Chief? You said chief? Chief. Chief, yeah. Is Is anything above a chief? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, it's it's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Very easy to do because you can find the right words, mm-hmm. right? But it's not about the words that you find and mm-hmm. how you put the sentence structure together mm-hmm. and how you, what you say and what you don't say. Mm-hmm. It's the attitude. Mm. it's the heart of your prayer mm. and i don't know sometimes you hear some prayer well crafted and it's punished yes. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah right, yeah. <laughs> right? but mm. if and i can't speak for anybody else but sometimes in your mind you know you might be praying for your spouse right god help my spouse you know yourself. and in your mind you're thinking why in the world can't they just get the act together, together. and do the things that I want to do, right? Uh, you're, you're, you're thinking like, you know, if only they could listen to what I'm trying to tell them, right? right? Mm-hmm. And everything comes back to you and your self-centeredness and what mm-hmm. you want and how you want to see things go and everything. And you might not use those words, you might not, but, but your career is like the Pharisee, just not as explicit as the Pharisee, but it's like the Pharisee. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the major hindrance where we're not a lot of times seeing the power of prayer that Mm -hmm. we want. Mm -hmm. Good. True, so true. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, John. Uh, My turn, yeah. Uh, (laughs) You talk about pride, brother. Mm. And you mentioned it as uh, feel confident in the quantity of knowledge. Mm. Bring that up, my brother. Yeah. I'm going to sit back for this one. Mm-hmm. So um, there's this book. Uh, I got that from this book, um, Dennis Smith, Waiting on God. And he has a whole list of pride versus humility, or pride versus brokenness and so forth. And it really brings it practical for us because it really talks about all these different little things. Some are subtle, some are more overt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we do or we attitudes we have that indicate that we're prideful. And mm-hmm. one of them is that attitude where, you know, the quantity of knowledge. I know a lot. I've been well-educated. I mm-hmm. have a lot of information. I've figured out things. And it may not be with degree education or whatever. It could be anything else. Like mm-hmm. I'm an expert in, in this area mm-hmm. or any particular area, you know, talk, talk, we talk about me always thinking about numbers and everything. Don't let anybody question my numbers. Don't question mm-hmm. when I tell you that, Hey, you know, the budget might end up here. We're going to do that. And you come challenge that. I mean the pride comes out like yeah yeah you know, yeah I got the knowledge here what's you mm-hmm. what's your back up right stay in your mm-hmm. lane mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. um so but that's pride 
the so so some people in whatever particular area or just generally, some people are generalists, right? They always know everything, mm. and they always have to be right. And, mm -hmm. and 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 if for some reason something is challenging, that they have to prove that they're right. Mm. And if anytime you are and maybe you could look in your own life, if you find that you always have to be proving that you're right, or mm -hmm. or other people around you proving they're right, that, that's a sign of Okay. The, the, the humble person has this thing like, okay, well, you know, there's so much more I need to learn. Maybe I need to listen. Maybe I need to learn. And they're willing to say, Hey, you know, I'm wrong. It's, it's so hard for us to say we are wrong. Sometimes, yeah. even if yeah. we see it smacking our face, we move on to something else. Like mm. It didn't exist. We move on. And that's the pride. So when, when I check myself along these different lines, you, you kind of, it's like a mirror to your face, mm -hmm. uh, these examples. And there are others too, you know, you know, from the talk about critical thought finding, I talk about mm -hmm. different things, but there's a whole list of them that like, whoa, I didn't think about that. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're going to, I don't want to get in the way of you asking questions, but you know, one that's really prevalent in church is this subconscious feeling that boy, the, the ministry is really privileged to have me. Yes. Without me, I was just going to ask you that. The ministry yeah. would just go downhill. It's not going to work. It's Sometimes yeah. it's really at the top of the mind. Sometimes it's all yeah. the way in the back, in the subconscious. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that is that, that is prevalent in the church. Mm -hmm. And that is prevalent. If we're honest with ourselves in our lives, sometimes mm -hmm. in our ministry, like, you know, dad, I'm the one holding this thing up, man. And mm -hmm. No one else is there. I mean, you know, I had experience with that. Like, oh, man, why don't more people do what they're supposed to do? Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. like, quiet yourself, right? <laughs> Pride is in the way. Just be glad that God is willing to, or, or um, God is able to use you and Amen. how you're, you're willing to come alongside and, and be thankful for the opportunity that you have. And whatever else God does, it means leave it. And that's a sign of brokenness and humility. Mm. Now, you can't fake it. No. You can identify that it's not there. And you mm. can say, Lord, boys, I realize how I am. And that's why I say, I tell people all the time, pride is my problem. Man. There's a lot of pride because I see these little subtle things. And all I say, God, you take it. Take it. Mm. Take it. Why do you think there's so much um, divide even within the church when you talked about like mask or no mask, vaccinated, not vaccinated, healthcare workers, you know, health, the health industry or the health people telling us, you know, these are the recommendations that we take and some people have one thing and people another thing and then they say, yeah, but you are not vaccinated and why are you not vaccinated yet? And why do you think we're going down that road if we are thinking about our walk with God on a daily basis? Mm. Tough, toughest one. I think the first thing is that we're product of our environment. So in as much as we say that we're in the church and we are focused on God, our environment, the community in which we live, the, the political climate we're in, we all get influenced by it. Okay, so that's one answer. The other answer I um, believe as I was preparing this is um, I think pride is an element in this too, right? Mm -hmm. um, there are people genuinely trying to figure out what's the right thing to do and so forth. But where it gets really strong and hard is two areas, fear. Mm. and pride mm. uh, faith over fear well it's not fear and pride but fear and pride, fear and pride are, are really big so fear where this gets strong is that people are literally scared mm. right and, and when they see folks not doing the things that they believe will help to make them be protected and, and protect their children and protect everything you, you, you get scared and you're like you know, you, you flight or fight. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's a fight. Like, I'm going to fight. Mm. And then on the other hand, there is pride. Yeah. 
The pride is like, you know what? I'm not a person that follows the crowd. So yeah, they're telling everybody to back, be vaccinated and so forth. And I'm not just going to follow the crowd. I'm going to make sure that I get it right and do so. And then you, you get yourself in a position where you identify. It's part of your identity now that you are, you go more natural. You don't follow the crowd. You do these things. And as part of your identity now, Mm. You put your stake in and then you have the person trying to fight on the other end, fight you for it. And you put your foot in and you're like, this is my identity. We're going to find another way, an alternative way to do mm. things. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it requires humility to say, yeah, is this the right thing to do? And on the other side, too, people fighting, you have to just let it go, right? You do your best you can. And if you think you're right, but you let it go and let God lead and you give as much, but you do it from a spot that I'm not in control of anything or anybody, but you know, you live that way. Now, if you're in a position of authority over a group of people, if you're in a position of government, you have to make some decisions. You have to put some right. rules down. Right. Yeah. But I'm talking, what I'm talking about is families to families and people to people. Mm -hmm. We can't control that. So we have to get to a point where we let it go and don't, don't let pride allows us to dig our foot in because this is our identity now. We are alternative people. We don't follow what the government wants to give us. So we don't follow mm -hmm. that. And then on the other hand, you're like, man, I follow science. I do it the right. I do go that way. And those are wax over there and crazy. Mm -hmm. and, and you now have camps rather than just saying, oh, what's this, what does God want me to do? What's the right thing to do here? How can I humble myself before God and, and make the right decision? And you realize that it will break down a lot of barriers. Mm -hmm. It will remove a lot of stuff. And then we can come together. I don't know. That was a long answer, but I I just... And remember, we always have an edit button. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. We always have an edit button. We Thank don't you. never, ever forget that. <laughs> uh, question for you. You know, this pride versus humility thing, you know, it's been going on since probably God knows since uh, Cain and Abel. Um, if that's, I can go that far since back. Sa since Satan. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Even further than that. Yeah, yeah thank you very much. Yeah, this, yeah. yeah. Should the church be called to focus on this remedy, you know, of humility for prayer? I believe that we should be talking about humility constantly over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Because in the practical sense of this whole thing that we have a community and we all trying to grow spiritually and accept the salvation that God has given us so ultimately we can be with him in heaven forever and ever more. There is literally, in, 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 and fault me for my theology might be off, I don't know, well, I think I'm, I, from what I study, there is one thing we are required to do. It's mm -hmm. the bend down knees, okay. submit, give over control to God, right? Be submissive, be humble. It is one thing. For you to accept salvation and what Jesus has done for you, it's just be humble. Just, you have to, you have to, it's a free will, right? So, yeah. you know, um, faith, God gives us the faith, this, the spirit and the power. God gives us everything, everything, everything he gives us. And he gives us the power to be humble as well. But th there is just one thing we ought to do is to give up, to give in. I mean, that's our will. Turn our will over to him. Right. I mean, he can't do that for us, right? The, I don't know if my theology is off, and please, you guys, You've been in church long enough. Take, correct me. But he can't do the submissive part for us. He gives us the power to be submissive. Of course. But he can't do that. He's begging us to do that. And that's the free will we have. And that's the one thing we do. Once we, 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 we submit and go in, say, imagine going to the train. Like mm -hmm. you, you got, you're on a platform. And the one thing you got to do is step on the train. Once you step on the train, he will take you everywhere you want to, right? 
He'll give mm-hmm. you the faith. He'll give you this. He'll do all that stuff for you. He will be the one doing the work in and out of you. You've just got to submit. So if we are not, as a church, constantly talking about humility, humility, identifying the spots where pride rises up, and that pride is the thing that caused sin, right? The, t- yeah. the thing that the devil did was, what about me? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Look at me. I'm, I'm this. I, I want to be high. I want to do that. The self-focus and the pride is that is the is the original sin, right? Yeah. I have to question myself when I think say things definitively, but I think that's right. It's original sin. So we have to keep talking about it and pointing it out so we can have awareness. And now we have the awareness, we see where it happens. Because sometimes we talk about a lot of superficial stuff, but at the root of it is yeah. a lack of willingness to submit. Amen. Uh, so just like the song says, gracefully broken. That's what we need to be. Yes. yes. All right. Dawn. You were talking a little bit about your mother and how <laughs> she was praying that prayer and you were hearing her while you're in the car. Yeah. First of all, the first part of that question is how did that affect you? And you know, your thought pattern going forward. And secondly, how do you think youth on a whole look at us when we are the ones leading out and we go and pray and then they know the backstory of our lives? So I'm gonna begin and answer that question in the broadest sense. And the broader sense is this. No, my mother's no longer with us, so I don't have to try to impress her in what I'm saying. But Mm. my spiritual life, growth, everything about me, why I'm in church, is, uh, I don't want to say nothing is ever 100%, but significantly my mom is responsible for that. Mm. And I thank her for how she was. Um, Where... I know my mom's faults. I know them. I know her mistakes. Mm. I know her mess ups. Mm. I know where she did things that were not right. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are things I don't know, of course. But I felt like I had a very transparent relationship with my mom. Mm. And um, so how did it affect me? And, and that was your question. Mm-hmm. I think if my mom was one of those people that tried to make sure everything was okay, try to act like everything was fine and everything was perfect and, and, and have the fake thing, mm-hmm. I would not be the Christian I am today. It's because of her authenticity, authenticity, her transparency. Mm-hmm. So how did that affect me? Not a way. It was cool because it's just, it was normal, right? So I, me being there listening to her and so forth, it was God, God was just saying, something doesn't sound right. That's a story. And I could call her out right there as a kid. And she did not like, oh, shut up, you're a kid. You know, mm-hmm. um, she took it and, 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 and was realized that it was something good. And, you know, she would apologize, whatever. Right. So she, it, it helped my faith. Right. Because, but it's not perfect, right. but they're willing to humble themselves and listen and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so hearing that, it was just another part of the growth. I know that this spiritual thing is not no fake, perfect situation. It's we have ups, we have times when pride comes in, we have times we have to wrestle with God, and that's mm-hmm. how it affected me. It it was it, it made my faith even stronger because. Mm-hmm. My mother was just real, right? Awesome. She didn't want to look back in front of the people in the village. And she felt like, you know, God, you know, and, and she was just trying to manipulate God with her prayer. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. that's not from a kid perspective. That's what I Right, think. right, right. So mm-hmm. when we, you, you sounded very passionate when you were talking about young people. And you were talking about how the young people are able to call us out. Yeah. See us when we are trying to put it all together, say, well, that is not right, or this is not right. 
Do you think as adults within the church, we are trying to raise a generation that will take it over from us, that will continue the message, keep taking God's message out there? What kind of a job are we really doing? I don't know the whole picture, but I think that I'm concerned. Hmm. I'm concerned because there's a lot of things pulling away our kids in a way that you know, then to pull us away, right? Yeah. Right. There are a lot of people coming into your home that would did not come into our home, right? You, when we were growing up, we had the music and whatever. <clears throat> and that was, a, you got to go get the CD and mm-hmm. put the CD in or right. the, the cassette tape, mm-hmm. depending on how, how old you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and, and, and then you had different things. You watched TV, you had the TV show. There are people in your home now Mm. around the clock mm. influencing your children yeah. right influencers mm. and people that are just ordinary people doing their thing but because of the medium coming in mm. and their messages and i don't i don't know if if like where they're going to be because if if they're getting enough of the word of god if they're understanding christ enough i'm so i'm a little concerned so my passion was i see a lot of our young people going to dark places. I yeah. see a lot of our young people struggling with issues and identity, identity and depression and, you know, and, and, and the isolation and all that. And, I, and I'm concerned that we may end up with a, a damaged, lost generation. Because once mm-hmm. you go down that road, it becomes now who you are for 20, 30, 40 years. Yep. You're encountering your stuff. You made decisions based on that, that affect your life, that snowball into other things. And so I'm concerned. So my passion was, it's time to really pray for yeah. our young children, to pray yeah. over them, yeah, yeah, to yeah. pray in a way that we are just like humble. Like we don't have any answers right now. I don't know. God, come in, do something, show me what to do, right? Yeah. And, um, and that's, that's the passion I have. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, go ahead. No, 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 I, I was going to, I didn't want to interrupt you. You can finish it, because I had something I wanted to add to that. So, you know, the one thing I was going to say is, you know, with the pandemic and everything, how it affected everybody, um, you know, my home is you no, know, not a home that's not affected by it, right? All of us that have kids know it. All of us, yeah. And um, went away on vacation. Um, at the height when you know I'm realizing that this our kids are being affected in ways that I don't know how to do. Yeah. Um, and. Driving back from vacation, we went up to Tennessee, or North Carolina, North Carolina. And I'm there just driving in the quiet on the long distance. And I don't even know what was happening around, but I was just thinking, talking to God, right? My wife is there, so, you know, but you know, you're driving, you have a lot of long thoughts. Mm. God, what do you want? What do, you, what do I need to do? And the thought came about, Give your kids one hour undivided every week. Yeah. And um, I started and I said, which day you want, Aria? Which day you like? Um, uh, yeah, in the car right there, driving down. And they pick their days. And I started doing that. And it, it, it's really helped. You know, we go out and we get what do they want, you know, slushy and this so. They think it's now it's treat time, right? Mm. <laughs> it, it's, it's, about, it's about the conversations you have. Yeah. It's about yeah. just being there. Sometimes you don't even have any strong, meaningful conversation. Right. But it's the little things that you learn that you normally wouldn't have taken time. You're around them all the time. You're in the house. But that little time when you know this, my time. Mm. And, and you learn things. And I believe that that has allowed things to be averted, things to be better than, than it would have been if I didn't do that. So my passion that you see there is parents, we got to, you know, really 
save our kids. Mm. And, Amen and, and there's a lot. There's a lot happening. There's a lot yeah. happening out there. Yeah. yeah. I I wanted to, to, to add to that because you said the key word. It was that time that you mentioned uh, with your children. And, you know, in the generation, my generation, uh, that was required regardless mm-hmm. of the fact, you know, of course we didn't have the cell phone. We didn't have those reality TV shows that we have now and all these other things. I mean, you know, I'm a Sesame Street and and PBS kid, you know, I grew up mm-hmm. on all that mess. But at the same time, the parents were allowed the time with their parents and have time to talk with them throughout the day, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why now things have changed now. But what you're doing is critical. Mm-hmm. Is that time is needed, mm-hmm. you know, because right now the world can grow your kids up to the way you don't even recognize them anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I look at that as like with my son, Matt, just take that time with him. Hey, I, I don't come and say, hey, why are you not doing this, that, and the other? That's not the case. Mm-hmm. My case with Matthew is sitting and listening to him. I just listen to what he has to say. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes me, it's not sometimes it's silly stuff but that's it doesn't a, that, matter yes a little yes. nugget will come out here and there that's what thing. i'm saying and at least you know what they're getting fed when you know you give them a little privilege and mm-hmm. yeah. go on their games and you know whatever it is I, I, all i know that there are people out there lurking around for your kids yeah. oh, yes, all are. kind of way through medium and yeah. you better be in touch with them to know you, yes, what's right. going on. And yeah. not in a dogmatic way. Right. No, just no you, you might as well push them on out there if that's the case. Right. right. You know. All right, Don. And, wow. you know, and, and, and generally the burden, the, the burden too comes from just knowing that there are a lot of children suffering. A yeah. Lot I mean, scary suffering. Mm-hmm. Right? And and you gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. Parents are gonna have to wake up. Yeah. And come together. I wanted to piggyback a little bit on that because there are situations whereby you may reach out to other parents and say, you know what, we need to get together, we need to pray. And they may say, oh, I don't think that's necessary. And I'm talking about people within the church that may think that, you know what, I really don't want you to be involved to talk or pray for my children. I don't think so. How do we approach something like that when we feel that there is, and I have felt that, James, you just reiterated that. And I've done that with um, friends of mine. We've got together to pray for our children and cover them. But it is a critical time frame that we're in right now that we really do need to get serious with it. How do we get past that kind of prideful, I don't want you involved in my life situation so we can really get down to the root of these are the issues that all of us face within our homes. Can we get past the fact that I don't know you that well? I'm not really in your circle. I don't really think that you should be in my circle and get to the nitty gritty of these are God's children. He gave them to us. And we need to really be serious about really petitioning God for our children these days. Mm. So that's where Robert hits the road, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it reiterates, I'm coming back to something that, we talk about church all the time. It really is the need for us to have a really good, strong, small group structure. Mm. Okay. Because um, in my network of people, small groups, there, I'm going to lie to say that there is not that. There, there's some of that, but it can be broken down easier, right? Because there is some level of trust, but mm. the pride comes in the way. And, but once you can, you say, come on, man, you can break it down a little bit because you're in that circle of trust, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you can break the pride down a little bit and help them break the pride down. Mm-hmm. But when it's someone okay. like mm-hmm. 
church over here that you don't really spend time with. You don't really. Yeah. It's very, very yeah. hard. I mean, you're talking about people to some real open up. Yeah. I mean, people are willing to don't care what you think about them in many other ways. But when it comes to parenting their kids, when it comes to to their kids, that's their precious thing. That's that's, that's something that's yeah. sensitive, very, very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So big picture is our church got to get on the ball and make sure we have a really strong small group structure that everybody is a part of a network, that a trusted circle that you can get with. Mm. In the meantime, before that's established, I think we just have to keep talking. Do you think so that person you might have called me? Do we think huh? we're generally like a whole church? Let's all just pray. And we're going to say, okay, today we're going to pray for our children with, I don't know, addictions. But today we're going to pray for our children, um, for them not to be watching the shows and everything. Can we do that as a church? And without having to be in small groups, can we do that as a a whole church community? Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, we we have to do, because we don't have that structure that everybody will be conserve everyone in the small group structure, mm. we have to do some of that broad and wide. Now, is it as effective? Is it really going to get there? Um, we'll, 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 we'll get some benefit. We'll do okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's not the ideal. But, but something has to be done because you can't just do nothing. So I think, yes, that, that we should have some of those talks and awarenesses and so forth. But the true, the real effective thing is if you know someone is not connected, right? So for instance, you said you you call people and then like, I don't want you, right? So you're not the person, but are they connected to anybody else? Mm-hmm. Can you reach out to those other people and have them? That's the more effective way. Honestly, it's the most effective way. You can have this big church up and they turn on the Zoom, they listen, whatever. If you go, they go back and, but nothing is done. Mm. But when you have yeah. a group of people coming around you and literally saying, all right, um, here's the doctors I use. Okay, literally saying, okay, here are some strategies that I did. Literally helping you with things and coming, okay, come, um, I, I'll have, have over with our kids right now and we could do that. Let me take them on a, we go play basketball together. When you literally have hands-on people involved, that's where real change happens, mm. right? So the church can do some broad talking and, and that's awareness and it may pull out some things. But mm. if we see someone, know someone, find out who they're connected. And if they're not connected, take the time to just start getting to connect with them because mm. you'll have a lot more impact mm. that way. So it comes down to relationships. How do we relate to one another? Yes. So we need to do better at that, basically. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Amen for that. Uh, James, in, in a nutshell, the reason for the story with the battleships? I love that story. That was yeah. a story. I, I like to end the answer, but I just wanted you to end the nugget. Just go over that quickly. Mm. That story is God working. You know, I have no idea. I'm like... <laughs> So when I structure my sermon, there are two things I work on first. Well, three. One is generally what I'm going to talk about and how can I put that in a title. Second thing I work about, talk about, is what's going to be the attention grabber that that gets pulled people into the message. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I don't work on all of the text and te- I don't work on none of that, right? Uh, you know, the meat of it is like, okay, you're going to have to help me with that. Get the foot. And then the third thing I work on is the end. And then I work on in the middle, like how you connect all the pieces. In there. That end, I was thinking, what personal story do I have that really? And I, you know, and you know, you have some times where you want to be transparent, but you don't have permission from people, other people who are involved. So you can't yeah. use those. And then I think, okay, what? And then I was searching and I just happened to bounce on it. Like, you know, you do Google and you're trying to find. So, and then you just happen to go all the way down and you check some box. And you, oh, you bounce on this. 
I came up on that one. I was, as soon as I read it, I was like, thank you, Jesus. This is so perfect. <laughs> it's just so why um nutshell of it is because it just captured what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. It captured the fact that we think we're big and bad adventures. We think that stuff. And God has given us all of this resources and we are here and we're prideful. Mm-hmm. We're moving along. And we can do great things. We can conquer countries. We can do great things, right? So the USS thing was just so perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you have this other country that's not as strong as you like me, uh, mm-hmm. Canada. And, and, and the fact that, you know, it just, the whole thing where they're heading to a land and they thought it was a ship, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it came where, look, your car, you going to humble yourself with your big bad self, mm-hmm. with all that you have, the power of prayer, all that stuff, and really humble so that you can get to where you're trying to go rather than being shipwrecked. Exactly. It, it just captured it perfectly. It did. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's, it's our call. Are we going to continue these? superficial prayers are we going to continue this play churchy thing mm-hmm. oh i had something in the sermon written down don that colin would have loved the whole happy sabbath thing but mm-hmm. somehow i didn't get to say it but <laughs> are we going to continue the happy sabbath thing mm-hmm. uh, are we going to be authentic authentic real um humble submissive and let the power of god work to save our kids was on my heart mm-hmm. and to save the community, the world, just how things feel right now. There's a lot of, I don't know, people are angry. People are, it's like yeah. a lot of stuff that's out there. They're good. There's a lot of good, but there's, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a spirit that's there. There's a fear that's there. Are we going to give people the peace that pass all understanding, the hope, all that stuff? by just being humble and let God do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. Wow. Don? I'm good. We, you're not going to be that lighthouse? <laughs> <laughs> now, Your with call. that story. Your call. I know, right? Yeah. The, the story <laughs> I, I read in a thing that it may be a story to make a point and it might not yeah. have been really yeah. happened, but, you know, and that doesn't matter. It's a great point of the story. It is. It's a, it's a, it is. It is. It, it tied in well. Okay. I want to thank you, um, Elder. Um, we don't take so long to come back on here. Okay. Right. Last time it was over a year. Wow. Okay? Don't take so long, bro. We need you back on here. Mm. I want to thank you for these these uh, these stories that you bring out that someone hopefully got blessed. Mm-hmm. But they don't. Right. So we want to thank, thank you. you. Thank you, man. It's always a blessing to your family. The family's growing, but I had the one thing. So you got uh, you, you proposed to your wife in Montreal, huh? Oh yeah, yes. I know. That's nice. I saw the picture of the that's restaurant. A James, that's a James. That's a that's James right thing. There. That's a James <laughs> well, thing. Well, the, the the whole story behind it is that 1998, as a young person in Boston, she was still a student. I I had to go to Montreal for my visa. I asked her to come with me. And I said, let me propose to her outside the country. So if she said no, no yeah. one will know. No, no. We just back as nothing Calculated. ever happened. Oh, I got pride. Pride. To end it on the note, yeah. pride. Yes, I yes. didn't want to look. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm sorry. We're not going to edit that one. I'm sorry. That's a good one. That's good. That's, that's a James a good one, blue right there. That's, that's a James blueprint. Blue yes. You got it right yep. there. I tell you. Well, Pray for me. Pray yeah, for yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to start even more now. <laughs> but, uh, Elder James, we want to thank you and your blessings to your family. And we want to thank you for your ministry that you do for us, the financing, everything else you do on plantation. Continue to be blessed, brother. Continue that's to be right. blessed. And uh, would you kindly lead us out with a word of prayer? Thank you. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for this Sabbath day you've given us today and and the message that you've given us. I thank you for uh, Dawn and Joe.
for the ministry that they're doing, getting this out, that continue, people can listen to it today, tomorrow, next week, week after, year from now, 10 years from now, and we don't know who might be touched. So thank you for that ministry. And I pray, Lord, that now as we go, that we'll be able to redeem the time with our family, but more important, that we will humble ourselves before you so that you can do the work in us and through us that you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, we don't want you to leave just yet, Elder, mm -hmm. but uh, Donna, I want to thank you uh, just for being who you are. That's it. That's it. I got to put it in there. Wow. Man, uh, James, this woman is golden for me, man. She's golden. That's all I got to say about this ministry. Man. She is golden. I, am I don't right. know how much she's paying you, but I yeah. Think well, look, you have your numbers. It's guys. not about, about numbers like, this time, Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, not. obviously, about, all of those words had to come with a price. Yeah, What's the price? Hey, hey. Price, think about those the next one is going to be the price of the word. <laughs> think about those people at the table, calculate about how many glasses of wine, and then you add it up. <laughs> hey, like you hey, did. Hey. <laughs> I like that, though. Um, so uh, I want to thank our podcast listeners once again for taking the time out. Uh, of course, any questions, comments you may have, uh, send it via WhatsApp at 954-388-8780. And also, in addition, if you want to listen to Elder James' full sermon, mm -hmm. you can go to the Plantation SDA YouTube channel or PlantationSDA.tv. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel to be notified of all our other live stream programs and also uh the plantation church on your favorite podcast app i think that's us right i think that's us would that be us yeah, yeah. we need to be favored hit, hit the like button just keep hitting that like button <laughs> like that'll be okay yeah just like every time you, you see us like you know but um once again don thank you and i'll give the floor to you yeah so we got a few birthdays that we have to recognize um mm -hmm. august 31st is alejandro bustamante alejandro alejandro is he in college is he in college i'm not sure i don't is think, that the son? I think he's finished yeah i think he's finished college. that's the son yeah okay so he's very he's quiet finished. he's a quiet kid <laughs> and deborah deborah malt okay okay it's her birthday Gotta give her a call september yeah. 1st is going to be fabian disease yeah fabiana Yes, and September 3rd is going to be Robert Stevenson's, Principal Stevenson's. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And September 4th is Knut Anderson and Ashley yes. Hicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's our birthdays. All righty, we're good to go on that. Thank you very much. I tell you, it was, it was a pleasure to have James on. Yes. And I'm uh, sure we'll be listening to him soon again awesome. for that. Yeah. And uh, I think that should be it, Don. We got everything yeah. covered. Yes, we yeah. do. And uh, blessings to everyone. Mm-hmm.